How long were you sitting on that one? I had that in my notes the time I watched the episode. <laughs> I was like, did. you know what's even better than a dramillion? They should go after a drabillion. Hey everybody, welcome to Dragon Academy Dropouts, your weekly dive into the DreamWorks Dragons universe. This week we are, of course, talking about season six of Race to the Edge. I'm Sarah, your anti-predictor, and with me are my co-hosts who got way more stuff right. Brooke, Caitlin, and Max. Guys, how's it going? Going pretty good. It's going all right. Going great. I got awesome. way more stuff right. You did. Technically, I got 100% right and 100% wrong because I was not in the prediction episode. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Still better than me. <laughs> Just watching through these episodes, I was like checking off everything that I miss. Like, yep, there's Volca. There's the Bewilderbeast. Blah, blah, blah. Down the list. And I can't wait to get dragged for it this entire episode. I mean, it could have gone either way. So, yeah, they found clever ways to do a lot of these things. So, Looking back on it, I was like, yeah, I can see why I didn't think that was possible, but they pulled it off. So claps for them. I was very impressed with how they pulled off um, tying in the second movie stuff into the finale of the show. I didn't think it was going to be as smooth, especially with how the episodes at the beginning of the season seemed to be going. There was a lot more filler, I feel like, at the beginning with like mm -hmm. the fish legs episode and kind of gruff nut coming back but once you hit like episode six seven and things really like started to tie up more and more and I was like damn they're doing it yeah I felt like the first two episodes were like basically still season five and then we had some filler and then we had season six I, I object I object to the word filler nothing is filler it's just non-sequential nonsense that's a nicer way to put it sure sure nice euphemism Brooke, what did you think of the way that they introduced Johan to Hiccup so quickly? Did you like that? Did you think that they were going to kind of drag that out more? Um, I liked it, but then I laughed because when Johan was like, why aren't you surprised? And Hiccup was like, well, like I expected them to be like more shocked, I guess. I don't know, but yeah. I kind of yeah. felt that way too. But I was also proud of him for not completely missing all of the obvious signs. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But I mean, it would have been nice if like, you know, like the whole gang kind of realized it instead of Hiccup just going back and telling them like, oh, hey, by the way, I was in this cave and guess who tried to kill me? Johan. Guess so. who had a blade shoot out of his wrist and... Yeah, but no, I didn't mind it. I just laughed when he was like, why aren't you surprised? <laughs> One it was thing a little we... anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, I was kind of hoping for a big reveal, and instead it was just kind of like, all right, this is happening right away. Boom. We know Johan's evil. He's like literally threatening Hiccup with a knife. I was kind of hoping it would be stretched out a little bit more that we get to see more of like Johan pretending to be stupid. We needed it to see that good old father son drama, right? Exactly. That That's season. what I was going to say. Yeah. I yeah. feel like if they dragged it out too much, they would have been cramming even more into the end. 
here they were just like, all right, the audience knows he's evil. Let's let the characters all know he's evil and we can move on. Like a sweet, like, sweet I really window. Liked it's like a window, right? Where Stoic's like, reaction. Like between. <laughs> oh. Okay, children, one at a time. All right, Brooke, you go, Brooke, go first. go ahead. I was just going to say, I really liked Stoic's reaction to Johan because he was just like, well, let's just burn all this stuff. <laughs> we got that right. It's all poisoned. Let's just burn it all. Stoic just went straight into rage. That's the that was, reaction I was expecting. Yeah, that was a great episode. Stoic really gave us a lot this season. Thank God. That was so fulfilling. Definitely. We needed we needed a last hurrah from Stoic, and we definitely got it. I think for me, it was just because... It felt like there was a disconnect between the beginning of the season and the end of the season because they were trying to wrap up the Johan plot and, you know, put some nostalgia in there and highlight all the characters one last time and set up for the second movie. There was so much to do in one season that I think that's why the Johan reveal felt rushed is because, you know, they're trying to tie up that plot line so that they could open up a billion new plot lines that were going to be answered in the movie that had already been answered in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, how will chicken leave? How will chicken leave? How did we do on that, Max? Well, let's find out. Chicken's gonna chick out. How's that gonna happen? When they have to go back to Burke, Tough Nut's gonna have to say a tearful goodbye. It's gonna be the saddest part of the whole. Oh, yeah. Just like, just like Thornado, but with chickens. I feel like I'm getting visited by a ghost of myself <laughs> who knows absolutely nothing. <laughs> chicken, did Tough Nut take him? I there so. Were. Didn't we? I didn't see him like when they were flying back to Burke and Hiccup's like, let's race back to Burke. I didn't see Chicken anywhere, you, but I... You didn't see him? He was in the opening Ch of every single episode. No, she means like... No, I they saw were him in up. season six. I just didn't see him like... I didn't see... Not him. Chicken's a girl. I didn't see Chicken like on somebody's dragon when they were all going back to Burke in that one scene in the oh, end no. of the season. Oh, no. Does that mean that Chicken inherited the edge? I'm going to go with that. I was thinking Tough Nut <laughs> just forgot her, right? And that would be just like kind of sad because Tough Nut never forgets Chicken. But you know, They like deputized Chicken. Chicken's now the mayor of the edge. I'd like to preface this by saying that I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch all the episodes. So there's probably going to be tons of stuff that I'm missing during this whole discussion. But I feel like if we didn't get a tearful goodbye, Chicken is probably in Burke. We're going to go with that. Okay. I'm still going to just chicken is the mayor of the edge populated solely by chicken's own descendants. Chicken is the queen of the edge. We'll come back at the end of the third movie and it'll be like a chicken topia. Just thriving. <laughs> Thousands of chickens. <laughs> a chicken empire stretching across the continent. You see, this is yeah, very like different. It's very different from what we said the last week. the economy of the entire archipelago. Last week we were we were not going full chicken. Here's what we said last week. What happens to the to the edge? That's true. Like what's going to happen to the edge? Be an outpost for the Burt Guard, maybe? Like Gustav run around there when it's his time to Oh yeah. Live that's wild a, and free. That's a good idea. What if the A team and the writers switch places, right? Because that's a very convenient way to get rid of all of those people. <laughs> no chicken in that one. But I'm okay with the edge kind of Getting left until it's needed again. Mm -hmm. I do like your idea of the um, A-team heading there. That would have been a very neat way to tie that up. Gustav, the college years. Oh, Gustav. <laughs> Certainly neater than 
having all of them line up and have an axe go through all of them, you know, that that would not have been good. Yeah. But based on Stoic's reaction, we were pretty much right. He was that angry, like axe throwing level. I think I think he he could have killed Johan, but he did not. Right. Here's what we said last week. What if I see that in the trailer? Stoic kills like a big boss battle. I think you cut out a little bit because it just ended at what if Stoic kills? And I was like, I totally agree with you there. But I think you No, just just kills everybody. <laughs> you just no, I said what if he kills uh Johan? Sort of right, but sort of wrong. He basically did go crazy. So Brooke got that. <laughs> kills. He would have killed Johan if he had the chance, but he was kind of incapacitated for the big boss battle. If he wasn't literally slipping in and out of a coma, he would have been all over that battle. But can you imagine Hiccup and Stoic fighting side by side? Yes, and I want to cry. For the last time. (laughs) No. We got so many good Hiccup and Stoic moments this season. It really led into the second movie nicely, throwing in the tidbits about Stoic wanting Hiccup to on more responsibility, being the Indom chief. Um, you know, talking about at the end, Stoic is more than happy to go back into being chief, but he's going to want me to take over eventually. Um, it, I think it was a really good job setting up the relationship that he had at the beginning of the second movie. It felt smooth giving Hiccup all that angst, kind of dealing with his father's mortality and kind of addressing that there's more than just running around and kind of having fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's more to running around and having fun. If if Stoic wants you to run around and have fun, that's what you got to do. It's all about doing what your father wants and he <laughs> wants you to run around and have fun. Yeah. But you also see too, like, especially when Stoic was in the coma and Hiccup was like, being like, do I leave him? Like, if I leave and he dies, that was so sweet. What's going to happen if I stay and he dies? I'm going to be chief. What's going to happen? Like, he's just, yeah, I really liked that. I just think that it built his character into be hiccup so much more because in the beginning of the second one, where he's running away again, you can kind of torn he is. Yeah, you can still see how he's trying to make his father proud yeah. through all of that, even though he's making kind of terrible decisions. You really got to taste the like dragon his, too. His reactions in the second movie make a little bit more sense now because he's seen Stoic on his deathbed. He's had to be acting chief. Like he's had a taste of this responsibility. It's not like he's just being a child and running away because he doesn't want responsibility. He actually knows what it is going to be be and what it's going to require of him. So it makes a little bit more sense how strongly he reacts. Yeah, I thought they handled that really well. Yeah. So what do you guys want to cover next? Well, can um, I talk about Tiny Hiccup? I want to talk about We can talk about <laughs> Tiny Hiccup because that kind of comes out of the stoic plot. We predicted it. It's amazing. I can't believe we predicted that. Like what the hell? Can you believe we predicted Tiny Hiccup? Absolutely not. Because we did. Listen, listen. <laughs> They did a flashback to like Dragon's one hiccup. I will literally ball my eyes out. So, Brooke, did you cry? Yeah, did you cry? I pretty much ball my eyes out. You did? Okay, good. That's what I was wondering when I saw (laughs) that. I was like, I was like, Brooke said she'd ball her eyes out in the the last one. I bet that's what's happening, right? I was so shook when he came up. They pulled up footage from How to Train Your Dragon One and they got him. 
And then they changed it somehow and it looked perfect. Like when he misses Toothless, it's mm. like, damn, good job, guys. It flowed really nicely. I like that AU because like it's all like the, the you know, How to Train a Dragon, the real the real version. Uh, it seems it's very tense, right? There's so much stress. Everything is going wrong. But there in that show, you know, just because they had to fit it into like a five minute chunk, uh, everything just happened one after another. Like no one really worried. No one, no one stressed over anything. <laughs> There's no drama. It was just like, all right, yeah, yeah I lost the leg. Fine. Can I just say though that seeing teenage hiccup in tiny hiccups clothing was so weird. Like not like a bad weird, but I was just like trying to wrap my head around. I was like, this is so bizarre. Agreed. I couldn't figure out if it was a blessed image or a cursed image, which is very unsettling. Like you said, not in a bad way necessarily, but I was like, something's not right. Something's not right. It just didn't like, compute in my brain. Like the wrong, like I just kept staring and I had to go back and rewatch the episode because I was like, I can't <laughs> wrap my head around it. Teenage hiccup with two legs. Snap yeah. not love in the golden axe to Astrid. <laughs> and then and then and then Stoic saw his son flying on a dragon and was like, All right, I guess that's how things are now. I guess we fly them. <laughs> so over. supportive. I loved Stoic in that flashback. That was such an Astrid thing to to have. Stoic be just like, Oh, okay. My son's the best. It was. You gotta remember that it is from its perspective during that scene. So like when things are a little too perfect, you're like Oh, she's trying to build Hiccup up and remind him, like, no matter what, your dad would believe in you. No matter what, you'd be able to cope and get through this. Like, it was very sweet. And then, like, along the same lines, it's like, no matter what, you're going to lose your leg and Tooth is going to lose his tail fin. That's just how things work. It's just a different (laughs) way this time. It was fate. They're soulmates. I liked um, Hiccup telling Toothless, um, I'm glad that I shot you down or whatever. And Toothless (laughs) just being like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I need to go back and watch this episode again. There were so many good moments in that. It was such a, like in a good way, it was such a fan service episode. It's like if you want to introduce your friend to How to Train Your Dragon, but they don't want to sit through the full first film, you can just be like, watch this. This is 80% of what happens. Like, it's not quite (laughs) this way, but like, you'll kind of get how it works. But from a teenage girl's idealized perspective. Right. Yeah. So basically fan fiction. Yeah. But it's okay. I want to talk about a um, plot hole in this season. No. Okay. Pretty big, pretty big plot hole. So. All right, and I'm gonna fight you on it. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but but I refuse. I'm ready. Yeah, you're gonna fight me on it. Okay. So everybody's obsessed about the King of Dragons, who ends up, of course, being the bewildered beast. But the King of Dragons laid a freaking egg. How can it be a king of dragons if it laid an egg? I don't know much about the reproductive system of the Bewilderbeast, but if any of our listeners know about this, let us know. I don't know how to answer that question. I just think that they saw this big giant dragon and were like, oh, that's the king of dragons. But spoiler, it's a female yeah, and I think it's it's she's like queen. It's it's the patriarchy. Male you know? default. Yeah, yeah. The patriarchy. But I love that queen of dragons. It, yeah, queen of dragons. So, Especially because then the egg ends up going on 
and I mean, basically the bewildered beast fulfills a classic like mother role, taking care of the dragons, creating a, a safe haven for the dragons, feeding the dragons. So queen, queen of the dragon. So oh, the yeah. this makes how to train your dragon too even worse because then the bad bewildered beast or the one that's been mind controlled, right? That's the mother of the good bewildered beast. I'm assuming. No. Who, Remember, no? because the end of season six, um, Drago was basically like, man, screw you, Krogan. I'm going to go find another one. And he's like, bring me my maps. And he goes off to look for another Bewilderbeast. Wait, so there are three of them? I don't know what uh, what supposedly happens to the one under Berserker Island, but yeah, he, he goes to find another one. Lays there forever. <sighs> I need to watch all this stuff again. I mean, they gave Valka the egg. So she doesn't have yes. two, right? She just has one. So I was assuming that's the She egg. just has one. Yeah. That also means that the Bewilderbeast from the second movie is like low-key a baby. I thought that the Bewilderbeast under Berserker Island was Volka's, and it just kind of like pieced at the end of the episode. It was like, bye guys. I feel like that's I would watch the movie again and see Volka's um, description to Hiccup of like how she ended up with the Bewilderbeast. There's like a lot of dialogue that needs to be analyzed right now that we just like don't have time for. That's We can talk about it soon. It's because. so sad though, because like, think about it. Hiccup in this, I mean, they're all 19 in this last season, right? We know this because of Tough Nut and, and Rough Nut, right? So they're all 19. Hiccup, same age, I'm assuming, 21 in How to Train Your Dragon 2, which means the Bewilderbeast, who might've just been an egg this season, fully grown or somewhat grown by Dragon 2, three years old and gets killed. Oh, makes it extra tragic. Just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it has exponential growth. Three more months, it'll be the size of Antarctica. I Can mean, you imagine a bewilderbeast like created Antarctica? Probably, Ooh. right? Like that's probably- New that- headcanon accepted. <laughs> Antarctica is straight up just entirely created by a gigantic titan wing boo beast. And global warming will reveal it in approximately three years. And then they'll say, we heard it on Dragon Academy dropouts first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay. So is there anything else that you guys want to nag me about with my Volca Bewilderbeast predictions? Because Oh, yeah. There are I feel at, like least, at least three I was, things. I was too confident about that. And then I was sitting there watching the episode like, damn it. Let's go back into the past. <sighs> Let's go back. Volka, will she show up? And Bewilderbeast, will the Bewilderbeast show up? Well, no, they're not going to show up because... <laughs> All right, case closed. <laughs> I could be wrong. Maybe we will see them in the distance as a element of foreshadowing. I was so confident at first. Like, no, why would you say that? Uh, you did say you were the anti-predictor, though, so. However, in my defense, I would like to point out that I didn't think they were going to bring those characters back because Hiccup shock seeing the Bewilderbeast at first. Like, there was no way he could have seen it before. So the fact that they had him, like, dangling off the cliff, facing away, there's no way he'd be able to lay eyes on it. And then he says at the end, I couldn't see it. That kind of wrapped it up for me. And I was like, okay, they made that work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who wrote so that? So seeing that, I was like, all right. But like, if they had a, him like experience it, I would have been like, no, there's no way. What a delicate situation, clever. right? Like what a, 
like just what a delicate piece of writing right there to like have Hiccup be in the right place at the right time. Like, wow. If he had just turned around, then he would have fallen and died. Well, yeah, that too. (laughs) But if he had just seen the Bewilder Beast, I mean, it would have completely changed um, How to Train Your Dragon 2. everything. (laughs) Exactly. On a similar note, I think it's a vine wing egg. (laughs) (laughs) There's one option. I just, how, like, two seconds before that scene... Johan pretty much tried to stab Hiccup. Anyways, <laughs> Dragon Egg, I don't know what it is. I'm seeing some theories getting thrown around about it being a Bewilderbeast egg. I don't know if they're going to go that far and go for that big of a swing toward How to Train Your Dragon 2. So close. You're trying so hard but... to make the Vine Wing happen. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. Just please go with me here. And I'm going to say it's not going to happen just so that DreamWorks is like, Sarah said it's not going to happen. Write a whole graphic novel about the Vine Wing. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. The Vine Wing is like fetch. It's not going to happen. Except because you're the anti-predictor. Now it is. You got it. You're welcome. There's another thing that we talked a lot about. Well, two more things. First, what happens to the dragon eye? And second, what happens to the fire sword? Let's see what we talked about last week. Let's toot our own horns. I can see him admitting that it's too much power to have and getting rid of it. Maybe kind of taking all the notes he needs and then saying, okay, now that we know what we know, bye-bye. So how do you think right. he's going to get rid of it? The well, volcano didn't it. work last time, so volcano. ocean. You don't think he's going to be like, beat it to toothless? <laughs> didn't Still beat it to toothless. Kind of disappointed. He should have. Yeah, I know. That's a real end to his series. It's like, hey, bud, <laughs> catch. And then toothless dies from bowel obstruction. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like whenever Broken shards he, of glass on oh, but see, it solves another problem because like how did he get all like you know and how to train dragon two all blue and shiny? It's because he swallowed the dragon eye. I liked how Hiccup got the whole gang involved in destroying the dragon eye. It wasn't just him being emo, like going to the side of a cliff and blowing it up. He took all of them out. The team started this together and they ended it together. I thought that was really poetic. Mm-hmm. I, like I feel too. like one thing that I just don't get. They had to destroy the dragon eye because there's just, you know, if it falls in the wrong hands, it's too dangerous. But if they wrote down all the information they learned from it, they have all the information. So most Vikings probably don't read. So nobody's going to be like, let me dig through this pile of papers. That's true. Only fish legs. Only fish legs. Okay. So that's part one. So our other prediction. Fire sword, right? This is part one and part two, the fire sword. Let's see what you said last time. What if Hiccup turned him and made him good? Because that's what Hiccup does, or at least tries to. Then he's like, I trust you so much. I'm going to give you a fire sword. I just think that Vigo saw his fire sword and was like, wow, that's sick. I need one. And then he just made one. Vigo's pretty entitled. (laughs) I really hope that's a direct quote you just said right there. Wow, that's sick. I really need one. Vigo, season six. Did we do that? I think we did that. Brooke did that. Nailed it. I feel like the sentiment of this is sick, I need one, was definitely realized by the fact that he put rubies in the handle of his own fire sword, made it just like extra, extra. As beautiful as Hiccup, so. It was very, very full circle that Hiccup made his own dragon eye, and then Vigo made his own fire sword, and then they held hands and bonded and swapped uh, maces and talons pieces at the end. And then he died. Like, but- in a screw explosion, that's that's pretty cool. 
Does that mean that the Skrill also died? Because I'm not okay with that. I hope not. Hopefully the Skrill is just like, hey, I'm just going to like low-key explode and then all of you will be dead and I'll just kind of wander out of here. I mean, dragons never die on the show, so he's probably alive. Except for all the dragons on Vanaheim. Oh. Just saying. R.I.P. But like the fire sword, Vigo invented the Zibbleback gas. That was all him. That was his idea. And Hiccup was like, oh yeah, I want that. So they they kind of borrowed <laughs> wow, from each that's other there. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Hiccup doesn't notice accessories until it's dragon related or a sword. Oh, Hiccup. Speaking of that, we had a prediction about betrothal gifts last time. Another thing I got wrong. I think Astrid is going to give Hiccup the map as her betrothal gift to him. Because she didn't give him anything last season. Besides, quote unquote, herself, they're going to start the map project together. Yeah, she'll, she'll like give him this like tiny map of Earth and be like, here it is. And he's like, this is fantastic, but I have some additions to make. Sure. We were very wrong. I was so wrong, but I was fine with that not happening. Like they didn't have to perfectly show us everything. Like I like, kind of like that they were more subtle with some of the hints and clues toward how to train your dragon too. So I'm cool with it. Especially the subtlety of them just like sucking face at somebody else's wedding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like how extra can you be? I just can't believe the fact that we had a freaking dagger and Mala wedding. Like, what? All right, let's talk about this shit for a second. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm out of left I, field, right? I'm a little like, bit disappointed because I was really hoping for Mala Tali. Mala Tali. <sighs> yes. yeah. Everybody was hoping for Mala Tali. Like, how perfect is that? It's perfect. So perfect. I respect the writers. But Dagger... I don't know about... I don't know what I feel about Uh, Magger. Ew. I feel like the reason that it's unsettling to me is that they don't have, like, a good ship name. I haven't seen one that really, like, flows yet. Every single other character, even if it's a crack ship, has an amazing ship name. Like Magger. Or Yodu. Like... (laughs) Yodu! Even the terrible crack ships that we've made up work perfectly. Mala and Dagger, there's nothing there. Dala. Dagala? It sounds very regal. Yeah. Malger. Though I feel like Mala can handle Dagger. Like there's not a lot of women who could. She is distinguished. She's got this. I'm more worried if <laughs> Dagger can handle Mala. Dagger couldn't handle anything. He was just having a total and complete meltdown the entire time. However, seeing Dagger propose to Hiccup to be his best man was hilarious. I loved that. Yeah, that was pretty great. The entire episode was a roller coaster of emotions. During the, Moore, the Hiccup Astrid wedding, that will not be a sentiment returned. It's going to be toothless. Dagger's going to be so sad. He's not going to be best man. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Hiccup having to break to Dagger that he's not going to be the best man. And he's like, who Somebody is write it the thing? Who there would be it? another war <laughs> with the Berserkers. This is why the Berserkers aren't in the second movie because they had to straight up wipe off the map <laughs> because Dagger was so upset. The treaty just gets torn up automatically. 
So did oh the two do the two tribes join? Is that how it works? Is they become one tribe? Because I cannot think of two tribes that should absolutely never join. Those those two, <laughs> not them. I'm hoping the two tribes that should join the defenders of the wing, the wing maidens, Malatali. more support for oh, yeah. Tali. Just like personal headcanon, I feel like this relationship, though, kind of sets it up for you're being like, I can't run two islands at once. Heather, you be cheek of the berserkers, and I'll go over here and I'll be this king who, trophy I don't know king. what he does, but yeah. Spinoff series of Chief Heather. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? That'd be so great. So we got also I'm, got some I'm new so dragons. I'm okay with that. Got some new Princess dragons. Princess We got like one new dragon this season. They were focusing so much on tying up the plot that they were kind of just bringing old ones back, which is fine. Yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't a, a dra hundred. It wasn't a dra thousand. It was a dra million. So we did well, I think. How long were you sitting on that one? <laughs> you waiting to say that? I had that in my notes the time I watched the episode. <laughs> I was like, did. you know what's even better than a dra million? They should go after a dra billion. That Dratrillion dragon. Dratrillion. Or a Google. (laughs) Somebody draw us a Dragoogle. I want to see that. If I had art skills, I'd draw a Dragoogle, but sadly I'm lacking. So what do you mean the Dramillion? Fine. I don't have a big opinion about it. I feel like the new dragon wasn't my main focus this season. No. Can you believe they just, they took this beautiful big dragon off of its beautiful island and then they shot it and then they just dumped it in the water so I'm disrespectful i'm a little bit upset like they could have just been like here put the eye right next to its face and be like get it a little mad and it will blow the flame through it right like it could have been like that they would no, gotta capture it and, and then throw it in the water torture it yeah we gotta shoot it down we gotta drug it we gotta put it in a cage and then we gotta dump it all the end so disrespectful I mean, they are evil, so, you know. But then, like, even when the when the the riders got to the Dramillion and they, they, you know, met it and they, you know, had it recover a little bit and they were like, well, this is not the, this is not the King of Dragons. We weren't looking for this one. Then they're like, they're like gone. <laughs> we have it's made a mistake. <laughs> like, poor Dramillion. Like, all right, sure, it's not the King of Dragons, but he it's a be beautiful king, dragon. He, yeah, he can be the king in our hearts. Since the Bilubi Queen of Dragons, I've named the Dramillion the King of Dragons. Okay. Sounds I good agree. to me. I agree. that. Dramillion fandom right here. Titan Wing Dramillion yes. deserved better. We talked about the the Bala, the Magra, whatever their <laughs> ship name is. We talked about their their wedding. Out talking about the most important part. Who cares? The hiccup was the best man. There was another incredibly important member of that wedding party. Yes. Heather. No. Heather's not important. Heather's not important. Not as important as character. Not as great. The most important character of the entire Shattermaster TV show. Shattermaster? Ring bearer Shattermaster. Lives. I was so happy. I missed it the first because I was distracted by the Hickster extraness. And then someone on Twitter had to go back and say that he was there. I was like, thank He's God. happy wiggling. He was so excited. He loves his new mommy. I feel like, okay, so once Heather takes over as chief of the Berserkers and Dagger goes um, to live with Mala, you know, he goes and he, 
He goes on flights with his, I forgot what his dragon's name is. The, the one triple that, strike. Yeah, whatever he named it. But, I think he um, did, but I can't remember the name of him for the life of me right now. Not, I'm just glad he's still alive. And happy. I would flip a table if they didn't address Shattermaster. Like, that was the only thing I need. Well, not the only thing I needed from this season, but I needed to know that he was healthy and safe. During that stream, they probably, else- like, saw... They saw like the Shattermaster comments, like everyone, like half the people being like, where's Shattermaster? And then they were like, quick. All right. We got to add Shattermaster in this last episode. Quick, like re-render everything. Put him in. Okay. He's the ring dragon. There he is. Done. That's how it went, I bet. 36 hours before the episode aired, they put Shattermaster in. Sounds legit. Yep. Just a couple shots. Could do it. Everybody's like, wait, everybody's asking about Shattermaster. Who's Shattermaster? (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's that dragon from like oh, way yeah. back. I guess they really like him. Poor Shattermaster. Seriously. Uh, I mean, come on. We got Shattermaster, who's just like ignored this whole time. Got the Dramillion, who no one loves. What's what's wrong with all these people? Gotta love the dragons. You know, a group of people who there's nothing wrong with whatsoever. The, the Angerman children. Oh. oh, I loved them. They, they were, were really cute. cute. I feel like... I to play with Toothless. Seriously. I feel like somebody based them off of their own kids. Like Shrug was perfect. Shrug was amazing. I, I so knew that Shrug was going to go Floki. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know like who I was out of them. I didn't know if I was the one hanging off of Toothless's ear. I didn't know if I was the one going to get crushed by Toothless or Shrug. There's an Ingerman child for everybody. There's an Ingerman child in all of us. Let's talk about the biggest shock of the season, though. That Gruffnut was relevant again. (laughs) I know. That was very shocking. Not sure if they planned that beginning when they introduced him, but TJ Miller got to play more, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, can't really complain. I just loved this pure hatred for Gruffnut. I love the end, just dumping him on an island somewhere. Like, we just don't care about you. You can just stay here. Um, not blow off Gruffnut conversation, because I'm sure we're all dying just 30 minutes talking about him. But a detail from one of his episodes. The fact that you can use a change wing skin as an invisibility cloak. Why was that not utilized more? That's freaking right. awesome. So cool. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like, they would I was coming up not sneaking so around many times. Oh, Harry How Potter. did they not just cover the entire edge in <laughs> change wings? <laughs> Is there enough change wings though? <laughs> I mean, they went like one day. They went to go look for them, and there were like twenty skins on the ground. I'm pretty sure if they collected them over a long period of time, they yeah. could do some serious damage. Can you imagine a fleet of Viking ships that's invisible? But if Gruffnut's trying to get all this treasure, why isn't he just covering himself with all those skins and going and robbing people? Because he's an idiot. I think the That's writers fair. have done something here that they can't undo. It's a, it's, it's a little worrying. So here, here's my attempt to undo it. Change wing skins only last for like a couple hours after they fall off the dragon. And they, they don't work anymore. There we go. Done. Now, now it's there not a go. big I issue like anymore. It. Yeah. Perfect. Any other moments that kind of pleased or surprised you guys before we wrap up? There's so much to talk about. Yeah, but. there's this one. Let's listen. You know how when Valka pets him, he grows the other spiny bits, right? What if one day Hiccup oh just makes two super, super happy and they just 
pop out and mm. suddenly nubs. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking like he accidentally bumps into Toothless the wrong way and then out pops the nub. I wish. That's well, an I important I mean, that argument. Happened. It almost happened with, with Trader Johan, right? No, it was Krogan, right? Was it Krogan? I think he was oh, trying yeah, to go for Krogan. that little spot. Yeah. yeah, his Vulcan death pinch, but Toothless was like, nah, not today. And he knocked one of his teeth out. That was probably one of my favorite little details. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. So we didn't get nubs, but we got a pretty cool toothless moment. Got almost oh, yeah. nubs. Just kind of lastly, we got a couple of How to Train Your Dragon 2 Easter eggs. Um, like we talked about, they set up the rough nut love triangle. We got Astrid's axe getting destroyed so she can get her new one. And then her shirt color changed in the last scene at the wedding. So they kind of like threw these little tidbits in there for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Race to the Edge. Like, you remember when we predicted they would all get new clothing and we're like, ah, that'll never happen. It happened. <laughs> yeah, we just didn't know which characters it would be. Dagger shaved. Oh, my God. Cursed image. We got new clothing. There was lots of water scenes. Oh, no, there no furs, but there were tons of razor whips, like so many. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and that one scene, there were so and- many dragons. It was so satisfying to see all the old dragons come back. Screaming death. And wasn't Tornado there in the bees? You had to see like every single dragon. I loved the just giant dragon snuggle pile of death and destruction. It was a great way to just kind of tie everything in a nice, neat little nostalgia bow. Yeah, the last 10 minutes were very nostalgic and then we got to see like all the different artifacts and all the different dragons. It was like, here's everything that you've gotten to enjoy over the past seven years. Bye. Got a return of Alvin. Just, yeah. Very nice. So satisfying. Overall, I liked the season. I thought it was good. Yeah. Pretty good show. Good show. Yeah, it was all right. It was pretty decent. All right. I thought it was really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kidding. I guess it's probably not good enough to, you know, create a podcast about it and devote yeah, time you're talking right. to people you're about, right. but you know, it's just, it was all right. Yeah. You know, over 12 hours of podcast content, just no, a decent show. It's all right. All right, guys. I can't believe that we're at the end, but we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. It's not the end of the dropout. It's just, just the, the beginning. The it may exactly. not even be the end of the television show from what we've heard. I don't know anything about those rumors, to be honest. So we neither. Just throw those out there. <laughs> you can send me some links or something. I don't know. I feel like right now it's the end, but you never know. Oh, yeah. But you know what? Like the Harry Potter fandom, technically the end was back in 2011. The last movie came out. And I mean, there's and they were like, oh, well, think again. Yeah. And, it's, and it's been dead ever since. Yep. Nobody ever talks about Harry Potter. We certainly have never sorted different characters into Harry Potter houses. No one even brought it up this yeah. episode, really. Nobody has ever talked about Harry Potter since. Yeah. So basically, guys, if you want more content from DreamWorks, what you got to do is go out and support their projects, provide the creators and the actors and everyone who's working on these projects with a lot of positive feedback and let them know that you care. Because ultimately, if we're not letting them know what we think, we're not going to get great stuff like this. Speaking of great stuff, what do we have come up, Brooke? Tell us the exciting news. So... On our next podcast, we are going to have a very special guest. 
and we're actually going to have Trader Johan himself, Michael Goldstrom. He's going to come on and talk with us about Johan and the show and, and all sorts of good stuff. So we are taking fan questions. So if you have anything that you might want to ask him, um, drop it in our ask box and we'll try to answer it, get him to answer it for you. We are so excited. We are so excited. To talk to him. And, and of we course, said it's just the beginning for Dragon Academy dropouts. You guys can hit us up on our website to let us know what you want to hear in the interview next week. We are so excited and want to have you guys get involved with it too. So go to dragondropouts.com to submit your questions. You can also hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Find us on SoundCloud to stream and download. And we are on iTunes as well. So keep listening. We really appreciate your support. We've got very exciting things coming. We love you and we'll see you on the next episode of Dragon Academy Dropouts. Bye. See you next week.